0: Everybody out again tonight. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's all stand. Page 103. More about Jesus I know. More of His praise. More, more about Jesus More of His saving, more of His sin
1: More of His love who died for me Well, well, if you're glad to be back tonight, say amen Amen, amen. good to see all of you We appreciate you being here Good to have Brother Dr. Stanley Jackson and his family with us But Stanley, you open us tonight
0: You may be seated, page 121. With the sound of rushing wind thumbs of fire came down upon them As the Lord said he would say. (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> 157 be in Jesus, but to trust and Let's all stand again, page 133. get last. if you got any offer go we'll ahead and bring it up
1: quick announcements. Uh, Got a lot going on. Um, Next generation's trip will be November the 4th, and Brother Brandon told me to mention to you that there's a sign-up sheet out there in the hallway. If you want to attend that with them, please be sure to sign that up. Uh, The officer's banquet will be this Saturday at the Smith House. Ask everybody to be there at 445 so we can get seated in time and all Uh, so that'll be this Saturday the ladies are going to uh, meet here at the church have a a devotion time together then they're going out shopping together and a lunch trip and that'll be on November the 12th men's skeet shooting trip is going to be November the 12th also and uh, then on and on and on and on but main thing don't forget Our food basket drive Uh, this Thanksgiving, we're going to be giving out food baskets to those in need. And if you'll help us and bring some things to go along with that food basket, we sure would appreciate it. Um, I want to do something special tonight. Uh, Sister Jessica, could you do me a favor and go to the nursery and get Rachel May? Ask her to come in here. Rachel's got to have surgery in the morning. And we, Ann Kennedy, Ann Kennedy is having. That's right. Rachel's having surgery in the morning. Ann Kennedy is. We've got a lot out sick. Uh, White Barrett has has got the flu, Um, and we need to pray for Bobby Warren, and that's the lady who's a friend of or kin to uh, Sister Sue Daniel. We need to. We got a lot to pray about. And so we need to gather around and pray together. And I wanted to get Rachel in here especially. Ask our ladies to gather around her and pray for her tonight. That God would be with her. For her. We're going to pray for you tonight, Sister Rachel. Pray for her surgery that she'll be having tomorrow. So let's all come and gather around these altars and pray over these needs. That God would meet every need. And pray for Brother Chris Cornett. He'll be preaching for us tonight. So you pray on all of these needs. Come and let's gather. glad when I bow my knees that I'm bowing my knees to a God who cares cares about everything that we go through it doesn't matter what it is in life whether it be the big things the little things our God cares he's a living and true God he knows your pains he knows everything about you and I'm so thankful that I can bow before that God tonight and talk to him Well, Chris you come on up here
2: are you past the point of weary is your burden weighing heavy
3: is it all
2: too much to carry let me tell you about my jesus shame's done all it's stealing. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about the past
1: It's good to, good to have Dr. Chris Cornett in with us tonight, and we'll let him preach for us, so listen well.
4: Amen. You can have
3: it. <laughs> she might be willing to barter for uh, a trip to the mall there, Brother John. I'm, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> but uh, Exodus, Exodus chapter number 15. appreciate the opportunity uh, to preach. And I was, I, I was looking forward to coming in here. Brother John and my father in law was kind of joking around with uh, um, Brother Tim, kind of about uh, if, if you heard me preach before, my introductions sometimes get a little lengthy. And uh, you can blame that on my pastor. Um, and I told him, I said, the joke's on you. I'm preaching. You got to listen to me. And he said, I know. <laughs> but uh, I sure do appreciate it. And, and uh, man, I'm thankful that the Lord saved Aniston. And uh, to, to the world and really uh, having a big part in a lot of kids' lives that the Lord's allowed Ashley and I to, to be a part of, um, the kids get saved at that young of age, and man, they don't have to go through some of the hardships that some of us older ones did uh, in order to get saved. God had to bring a lot of us, including myself, to a very low point in our lives, and, um, but uh, don't, don't ever minimize. A lot, of, a lot of kids want a Paul-like experience, and really and truthfully, every one of us have had a Paul-like experience. The Bible says that we were in dead and trespassing our sins, and we were dead. And uh, I'm talking about, like, if we were having a funeral in a casket, that's how all of us were. And then when he saved us, man, we became alive in Christ. And uh, that, that ha- that's a big change. I, I know it's a big change when a drunkard quits drinking and a dopehead quits doing drugs and a wife beater quits beating his wife. Uh, but, man, there's no bigger change than a dead person becoming alive. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's all the way from the youngest to the oldest. And, man, I'm thankful for that. Exodus chapter 15, when you find your place... Um, We'll stand together and we'll read. I don't normally read a whole lot, um, but uh, just so you kind of get a, an idea, I'm going to read quite a few verses, but Exodus chapter number 15 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath, hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also were drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of Thy excellency, Thou hast overthrown them that rose up against Thee. Thou sentest forth Thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of Thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood up right as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. And uh, let's jump down to, to verse number 19. And Bible says for the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them, but the the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the day. Uh, Lord, I want to tell you personally, thank you for saving uh, Aniston. Lord, thank you that you're still in the saving business. And Lord, I'm thankful that the gospel still works. God, I pray in a time and day in which we live, God, help us never to get away from the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ And uh, Lord, it's the power that gives life to dead men and women and children. And I'm thankful that you saved her. Lord, I pray you'd uh, use your life, Lord, uh, the next step is, Lord, I, I'm looking forward to hear the day where she talks about a time that she sold out to, to live for you. And she gave everything to you. And, uh, Lord, I pray that would be the prayer for every single one of us, Lord. And I pray for a little bit. Help us now as we preach. God, forgive me my sin. God, empty me of self and fill me with your spirit. And I ask these things in the name that's above every name. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Now, the what what we see here in chapter 15, if you know anything about your Bible And uh, we see that the nation of Israel has come out of Egyptian bondage, a, a, a place that they have been for well over 400 years in. And you look at the life of the nation of Israel, they have experienced some magnificent miracles. You might say, Brother Chris, what, I, I haven't really read any miracles uh, outside of the Red Sea crossing. Well, if you look at the plagues, those were miracles. Miracles really are things that happen that are abnormal, that are not a- uh, normal, that they uh, kind of supersede the natural uh, expectations. And we see the the ten plagues as they're called in the Bible. And and God used that to really teach the nation of Israel that, hey, he is a magnificent God that can do magnificent things. Uh, Probably one of the greatest miracles uh, that that really blows my mind about the ten plagues is whenever uh, Moses or God allowed Moses to call in the flies... And I'm I'm talking about probably hundreds upon millions of flies uh, came in and settled into Egypt, and then uh, Pharaoh said, "All right, Moses, you've won. I, I, I'll let I, I'll let God's people go." And he kind of wanted to bargain with them. And then we know the story that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he didn't he didn't execute the promise that he told Moses. And, and he said, "Look, just take out the flies, just take them out. Now I'll, I'll let them go. I'll let them go." And and so God took out all the flies. And the Bible talks about that there was not one single fly. It says in Exodus 8, it says, And the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. There remained not one. God is the Lord of details. He is. And that, that reminds me, Brother John, that, hey, I, I, I don't care what, what circumstances you're going through. Hey, God is concerned about the minute details of your life. Hey, He's concerned about what you're going to eat for breakfast. He's concerned about what you're going to eat for lunch. He's concerned about the bill that we fret on whether or not it's, it's going to get paid. Hey, a few months ago when we were talk, talking about five, six dollar gas. Hey, those, those were some scary times. I was like, man, the Lord, if this thing keeps going up, what are we going to do? Hey, and he is concerned about the details. I know some people, they'll read that and they're like, no. And our humanistic minds, we probably think there, there has to have been one fly that was left. Hey, no, the Bible says there was not one. And, uh, man, I, I've always wanted to preach this. The Lord's never let me. Uh, and this is not the message. But I want to preach the Lord of the Flies. I know that's a book that that, that it's in school. It's a terrible book. Don't go read it. Hey, but uh, in the Bible, he really is the Lord of the Flies. He is the Lord of details. He orchestrates things just at the right time, at the right moment. Brother John was talking about just a minute ago. He said, uh, no, he was talking about Aniston getting saved. And, and uh, he said, I just preached on the whole and, and, and he was obedient in that. And I said, yeah, that, that's amazing that, the, that you can preach that. And somebody gets saved. That's the gospel. And then Miss Kim, we were talking about it on the ride over here. And, and how Brother Stanley had gotten her a little New Testament Bible. And she was writing, I think it was you, Ashley, some, some birthday cards that had scripture. And man, who would have thought that God was, while she was writing those scriptures, God was impressing those scriptures upon her heart. So that this morning she'd get saved. Hey, he's the God of the details. Wow. And the nation of Israel, they, they, they were, were put through that to learn some things about Jesus. But also, we see this song right here. And, and I know that, that the Red Sea crossing is the great picture of salvation. Hey, and how God will do a mighty miracle, uh, when we get saved. It is unlike any miracle. It's better than turning water into wine. It's better than watching a dead man get up. It's better than watching the lame learn to walk. It'd be, it was a whole lot better than if we had been at the Pool of Bethesda when he said, take up thy bed and walk. Hey, the, the miracle of salvation is the greatest of all miracles. And I'm not belittling. And, and man, I'm thankful. They're, they're singing. They're saying, God, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the one that did that. But then we, we see not only Israel experienced magnificent miracles. I, I think a big reason why they were singing is not because of the miracle they experienced in, in walking across on dry land. But, hey, I, I mean, think about it. Uh, when you got saved, that was a mighty miracle. But what, what it makes a whole lot sweeter and that salvation is what you were saved out of. We're saved out of sin. Now, I heard somebody, Brother Dean McNeese, said this. He said, God didn't save you to take you to heaven. Now, now don't 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 throw me out. Uh, but hey, listen, God didn't, take, God didn't save you to take you to heaven. God saved you out of your sin. Hey, and that the reason why God saved you out of your sin now that you're, you're redeemed, you're a child of Christ, we now get to go to heaven where there is no sin. Hey, that, that's what Jesus came to die for, was to get you and I out of the horrible pit of sin. Right. And, and, and the nation of Israel, why they could sing this song with such joy and sweetness in their soul is because I have no doubt as they were singing it, they are like, yes, God's a good God for our salvation, but man, now I'm thankful for what God brought us out of. He brought them out of Israel. Now, I'm talking about a place that was that that is a picture of a taskmaster, the Bible says. I'm talking about they were in sin. They were a servant, a slave to sin. And you and I, before we got saved, hey, we were servants. We were servants to, to our sin nature, Brother Tim. And uh and, and sin is a captivating taskmaster. Sin is very captivating. It's very attractive. It looks good. It, it's probably it's if we were to compare it, I just think it off my head right now. If we were to compare it to like steaks, man, it'd probably be a, a, a filet mignon. Uh, it'd be a ribeye. It'd be a New York strip. It wouldn't be flank steak or, or just skirt steak or anything like that. I'm talking about it, it looks good. It looks attractive, but it's captivating. It, it'll catch your eye. And, you, and that's why it's so important. Hey, kids, that's why it's so important. And adults alike, be careful what you look at. Hey, uh, that, that sin will catch your eye. And, and the next thing that you know, uh, what, you, what you didn't mean to, to actually spend tens, uh, uh, 10 minutes and an hour on. It's so captivating. It'll consume your entire life. And the nation of Israel was, was in a taskmaster. They were, sin is captivating. But also too, sin is cruel. Hey, those those Egyptian taskmasters, they weren't whipping them with with, unicorn, with fluffy unicorns. I'm talking about I'm talking about whips. Like like we've read in history, whenever slavery was very prevalent in, in the South, and you read those horror stories of the masters, then they treated their slaves. Hey, that's how Egypt, the, the Egyptians, were treating the, the children of God, and, and sin is cruel. There's a story. Uh, about Leonardo da Vinci and one of his most famous paintings. A lot of people think that the Mona Lisa is his most famous painting, and and man, it is famous, but the one that he devoted the most time to and the one that he cherished the most was the painting of the Last Supper. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the, the people that are in the picture or the painting of the Last Supper, those are actual people. Uh, he, he oftentimes would go up and down the streets of Italy, and, and he would ask for that Last Supper picture uh, for, for models to sit for him. And, and, and he wanted to try to find, like Thomas, he, he looked for somebody that was a doubter, that, that looked like they had questions like Thomas did. So that's who he was looking for. And, and one man in particular that he had a trouble, trouble finding somebody to, to fit, the, fit the face was, was Jesus. He, he was looking for somebody that was, a, that was a face of love, that was a face of joy, that was a, a, a face of forgiveness. And finally, one day, Brother John, he came across that man. And, and he went and asked him, he said, hey, uh, w- would you mind coming sitting for me so that I can paint you and you would be the face of Jesus? And the man obliged and said, absolutely, I'll come sit for you. And I think it took around six months. The man sat there and he painted the face of Jesus. And time, time ran on and he began to paint the other, the other disciples that are, that are in the painting. And finally, the last one, the last person that he was just absolutely having the hardest of time to find the face was, was the face of Judas. Because what he was looking for was a face uh, 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 that was a traitor. That, that I'm, I'm talking about a, a, just a face of sin, Brother Tim. I mean, you could just look at it and you could just see that sin has wreaked havoc upon that person's face. And uh, he had oftentimes he'd go to to the prisons and he'd go on death row. And one day he, he was walking down death row and he was looking in in one of the jail cells. And, and he, he noticed a man and he looked at him and he, he said, that's him. That's the face of Judas right there. And so he asked the the prison warden of the time. He said, hey, I I want this man to sit for me so I can finish my painting. This is the face of Judas that I I need. And actually that man supposedly that day was supposed to be executed for his crime. And so they did a stay of execution. And and the man went and uh, sat for Leonardo da Vinci. And the man had his face painted. I'm talking about this man. I mean, you just imagine I mean, we've seen pictures uh, of people before. They used to show me this in school about people before they did drugs and people after they did drugs. I'm talking about just just sin has wreaked havoc upon this man's face. And so finally the day came that Leonardo da Vinci was done painting him. And uh, what was supposed to happen is he was going to return to prison. And the day that he returned back to prison, he was to be executed. And so he's, he's going back to prison and the man... Looked at Mr. Leonardo and uh, asked him very, very plainly, "said Mr. Da Vinci, do you do do you know who I am?" And as they're walking, Mr. Da Vinci's thinking. He says, uh, uh, as they get closer, "I no, sir, I I don't know who you are." He says, "Are you sure, Mr. Da Vinci? Do you, you you surely you've got to know who I am?" And Mr. Da Vinci, as they're walking through the jail cells now, he says, "Sir, I, I I'm I'm trying to 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 put your face." I I, I don't know who you are. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. And uh, so he turned the the young man back over to the the warden of the prison. And and as that man was to be executed and he was being led away, he started screaming. He said, said, oh, how I've fallen. Oh, how I've fallen. He said, one day I was the face of Jesus and today I'm the face of Judas. It was the same man that sat for the portrait of Jesus was now the face of Judas. And I'm telling you, Brother Tim, that's exactly what sin will do to you. Sin is cruel. Hey, sin is not something that you want to play with. Hey, kids, uh, it, it, it's not something that, that's a game. Sin is not a game. I'm talking about sin will maim you. Sin will cripple you. Hey, sin is cruel. It does not care about you. And that's, what, that, that's why I made it so sweet. That the nation of Israel was getting out of this. They, they were like, hey, sin. Hey, e- 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 the Egyptians, they were cruel to us. They were mean to us. Man, thank God we're leaving them. But not only is sin cruel, but sin's callous. It does not care about you yeah. whatsoever. Sin's also crippling. I think oftentimes about sin being crippling. I think of Mephibosheth. Yeah. And how, how, his, how his nanny, so to speak, dropped him. And, and now he became crippled. And, and, and thinking about how Adam in the garden, had all of mankind and humanity. And whenever he sinned, we, he dropped us and we've become crippled ever since then. Hey, sin will cripple you. Hey, hey uh, a church member, you're trying to walk with Jesus. You got sin in your life. It will cripple your walk with Jesus. Now, hey, you'll be lame on your feet. You won't be able to walk like you need to walk for Christ. But I, I'm thankful that those are all negative and bad things about sin. And sin is bad. Hey, but the one positive thing and the reason why the nation of Israel was singing is because sin can be conquered. Yes, sir. Hey, sin, we, we can win. Yeah. In fact, we've already won. Hey, be, not, not because of what we've done, Brother Terry, but because Jesus Christ, he got the victory over sin. And, and I can just imagine the kids this morning at our church, they've been practicing a song that we've been practicing for a long time that I think fits this chapter, Exodus chapter 15. And that song is, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. And I can just imagine, hey, I think about the night that I got saved Miss Terry at 19 years old. Hey, that was the one thing that I struggled with. I knew Jesus was the Savior. I I, I knew all of that. I'd been raised in church. and and uh, But one thing that I struggled with was the fact of the, the sin that I had gotten into, the sin that had, had marred my life and crippled my life and was cruel and callous and did not care about me. Hey, I, my thought, Brother Josh, was this. If I cannot forgive myself there's no way that jesus can hey but i love that verse romans 5 20 the bible says moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace did much more abound hey and that let me realize that that jesus more than conquered yeah. sin and listen christian you don't have to be a slave to sin you 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 can conquer you might say but some people think oh you're preaching sinless perfection I will say this if you've got Jesus Christ living inside of you, that, that could be a reality because Jesus conquered sin. Now, listen to me. That, 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 is, that is a reality that none of us will ever fulfill because we're, we're human. We live in flesh. But that shouldn't stop us. That should not stop us whatsoever. Every morning when we, when we wake up, we all say, Man, Lord, help me not to sin today. I, I don't want to sin. And Lord, help me help me to think on pure things, things that are right, things that are holy. Hey, help me to, to share the gospel. Help me to do what I know is right, and, and that is living according to the Bible. And, and the nation of Israel, they were singing this song, man. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. And that's what I want to preach on for just a minute. I promise you, Brother Stanley, I'll be done in 15 minutes. You can time me. You can time me. First thing we notice and the reason why they could sing that is they were, he set them free from bondage. When, when you think about your salvation and you being set free from, from sin, you first need to identify or there needs to be an identification of your salvation. And, and I could imagine, Brother John, in the 400 years that they'd been in, in Egyptian bondage, there probably was a time where they tried to leave. They, they tried to revolt. I mean, they did have more than the Egyptians. That's why Egypt and Pharaoh wanted to put them under the, the, their thumb, so to speak, was because there was more of them. And, and I could just imagine that uh, they, 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 they think that man can triumph. And we live in a day that that's exactly what's trying to happen, Brother Terry. Man is trying to triumph over their sin. They're, they're trying to do it, whether it be through intellect. Hey, just think yourself, not a sinner. I mean, this self-help, this self-promotion, this—this—if uh, 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 you can think it, you can be it, so to speak. Hey, last time I—I I, I read my Bible. The Bible says that there dwelleth in me no good thing. Right. Hey, I, my heart. The—we've uh, let this infiltrate our church. Hey, and we've told our young people, hey, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Hey, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know yeah. it? Hey, it'll lead you astray. Hey, when you're trying to find a spouse and I don't see any teenagers in here, so to speak, when you're finding a spouse, you better not listen to your heart. You better listen to him. And what he has to say in the Bible, you better not be unequally yoked. And that goes so far as how not just in salvation, but also to the way you go to church, the way you worship. Hey, hey, don't get mixed up. Don't get mixed up in that stuff. uh, uh, Contemporaryism. Don't don't get mixed up in that. Hey, we need to be equally yoked. Hey, they need to have the same beliefs as you do. I, I mean that, amen. They need to have the same. They need to use the same Bible that we use. They need to believe in soul winning. Like we, hey, I, I'm telling you, you might say well, you sound like you should grill them. Nah, you should ask them questions. You you should. Hey, the person you're you're going to marry, they better be your best friend. And, and, and last time I checked. When when I had best friends, I know a whole lot about them because I've spent time and I've asked them questions and I've gotten to know them. But we see that man cannot triumph over their sin. Intellectually, they cannot triumph physically. I'm talking about, think of the strongest of the strong man, Samson. He could not tame his own sin. He couldn't tame it. And we got people living in, in, in walking the pews of our churches, and they think that man, I can, I I can, I can, I, I, I can uh, control my sin. I've got it on a leash. Hey, you're going to find out very, very soon uh, that that same sin that you think you've got on a leash, the same sin that you think you have a control. Hey, it'll be bouncing you up and down like a yo-yo in, in a minute. But man cannot triumph physically over sin. Man cannot morally triumph over sin. Hey, that's the thing with the Mormons. Hey, I'm, t- I'm telling you what, Mormons morally have put a lot of Christians to shame. <laughs> Sad to say it. And man, they live a, a, a moral life. They're willing, Brother Stanley, to, to pedal a bicycle for, for, some, for something that, that is a, a fairy tale. Right. And we can't get Christians to go out on soul wind visitation or at least pass a track out to somebody. Hey, I'm talking about that. They are moral, moral people. And, and some people believe that, hey, if I live morally... That, that that'll take care of my sin problem. No, you'll just die a good man. Yep. Yep. What, what they'll say at your funeral. But Leo is uh, th- this part. They, they were a good person. And I think as a Christian, you ought to be a good person. Be like, man, they, they treated everybody with love and respect. But here's the here's the key detail that'll be left out. That they, they were saved. They'll never say that at your funeral. If you think morally, I can get over my sin. And morally, they could not triumph. And what I'm getting at is man cannot triumph, but the mighty can. And in this chapter, it talks about his power. And man, God has only got the power to to forgive sin. Man cannot forgive sin. Morality cannot forgive sin. Hey, psychology cannot forgive sin. The forgiveness of sin is only a power that belongs to Jesus Christ. So we see the mighty contrive his power, he's personal. Man, I'm thankful that he's my God. I'm thankful, Aniston, I'm thankful that you got saved this morning. Yeah. Hey, but at 19 years old, hey, he, he changed my life. And uh, it became real personal to me. And he, he changed it. I'm, I'm talking about he, he turned my world upside down. Absolutely. You might say, but Chris, were you drinking? No. Were you doing drugs? No. Hey, the biggest change is I, I, I went from not loving him... And now I do love him. That's a big change. Hey, one big change is this right here. I love my Bible. It's become real personal to me, Brother Tim. And uh, man, this in here, I, 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 I don't like sometimes when I read it, what it shows me. And it shows me my faults. It shows me my sin. It shows me who I am. But never since I've been saved do I say that's wrong. That that's wrong. It's I'm wrong. And I need to get it right. And I need to get it fixed. And, and man, he's he's been real personal to to me since I've been saved. Even since Ashley and I have been married, he's been real personal to us as a family. And, uh, man, I'm thankful that he's personal. And, Aniston, uh, the greatest thing that you could ever learn to do is to let that walk that you just started this morning get real, real personal. And uh, I'm telling you, living the Christian life, Brother Tim, is the best life. Yeah. 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 Hey, it'll absolutely blow your mind when you wake up in the morning and if you say, Lord, I challenge you to do this tomorrow morning. When you wake up and pray and ask the Lord that this would be the first thought on your mind before you ever look at your phone, before you ever turn turn your alarm off or hit the snooze, as some of us might do and hit it several times. Hey, I'm talking about before our feet ever hit the ground. Say, Lord. I sure would like to walk with you today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just extend that invitation. Hey, it might not even hurt us and I'm going to try it in the morning. And uh, I might feel like an idiot when I do this. And kids don't say that word. That's a bad word. And uh, I, I, I just might do this. I just might stick my hand out and say, Lord, I sure would like for you to walk with me today. Amen. Yeah. And walk with him. Yeah. Walk with him hand in hand. And I'm telling you, though. hey, I, I, how many times has he been personal to you? I mean that, Miss, Miss, Miss Bobby. And it absolutely blows my mind. I'm talking about that the God of heaven that knows how wicked, Brother John, that I am, Brother Josh, that, 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 that knows the, the, the darkest of secrets that a lot of people will never know about my life. That he wants, and always, and every single day, he'll extend a hand and say, Hey, I want to walk with you today. Hey, I want to be your God. Hey, I want to be your salvation. I want to be your, your refuge, your strong tower, Brother Stanley. Hey, I, 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 I want to be... The, here's the biggest thing. I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. So we see that, that God is a powerful God. He's, a, he's the only one that's got the power to forgive sin. He's a personal God. He got them out of the muck and the mire of their sin. He He saved them. And man, thank God that he, he's personal. But also, we, got, we see the preparation. If you want freedom from your sin, you're going to have to prepare your life for him. I mean, you you can't just live and and constantly look at wicked things or listen to wicked things or go to wicked places or say wicked things and expect to have the victory over sin. Hey, it's going to take some spring cleaning in the Christian's life. If you're going to be able to sing, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Hey, they'd be lunatics if they, if, if they were singing this song while in Egyptian bondage. Hey, they, they'd, be, they'd be numbskulls. They're, they're insane. Hey, but they prepared. They prepared. And Christians, we need to prepare our hearts. If we want to have victory, I, I, it's, not, it's not 20 things, Brother Terry, that, that I struggle with. It's not 10 things. I, honestly, it, it's about five things or less. I'll go ahead and be honest with you and transparent. And Miss Kim, don't shout too loud. This might be the one time she says amen during my preaching. Hey, my mouth, I struggle with my mouth. I I, I sometimes can say some very sharp things. I don't cuss. All right, so don't, don't look at me. I ain't said a cuss word in 13 years, thankfully. I'm serious. And it'll blow, actually... Uh, I have told my, my students at that, I'm like, man, don't say that. And they're like, Mr. Cornette, you said, you say those words. I ain't said one in 13 years. What? They're like, there's no way. I said, yeah, there is And then I love I do it on purpose. They say, how miss Jesse. And I said, well, let me tell you, let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, well, I didn't mean to get all that. Well, I'm like, well, you shouldn't ask. <laughs> don't say how I yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I struggle with saying very sharp words. I, I struggle with my tone sometimes my my tone is very harsh i uh, uh some of you 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 wives can amen don't amen too loud but you know your husband gets very gets a very harsh tone i, I get that hey i i 'm a smart aleck. i I, that's just, I am i'm sarcastic and uh honestly um I, I, I struggle with those things. And, and I, I honestly, I, I want to have victory over them. I want freedom. I, I don't, right now, in, in my, my Christian life, it feels like my Christian life is a roller coaster right now. Just being honest with you, Brother Tim. And, and I don't want that. Man, I got, I, right, I, I can get some high of highs, and this morning, man, I've, I experienced this morning some low of lows, just being, just being transparent and honest with you. And uh, I, I don't want that. I don't live, oftentimes, and we all fell at this one, this is all a sin that we all fall short of. We're not filled with the Spirit. That is a biblical command. Yep. To, to be filled with the Spirit. I don't, I don't tell others about Christ as I ought to. I, I don't. And... Uh, and man, I think about those things and and if I want victory over those, I've got to start preparing. I've got to start, man, doing some house house cleaning in my heart and getting getting the junk out and saying, Lord, I'm sorry I've cluttered up your throne. It's yours. I need to get rid of that. And they were talking about we need to prepare a place for him. If you're going to have victory over sin, you're going to have to prepare a place for Jesus in your heart. And we see... We see the first thing about the fact that he set them free from bondage. And then secondly, he showed them favor and blessing. I mean, he listened to their cries. He showed them favor and blessing. And I'm not going to preach that point. And I, I, I want to get right here. When he showed them favor and blessing and he set them free from bondage, the nation of Israel had determined we shall follow him beyond. They said, you know what? We have an opportunity to follow him in church. We have an opportunity to follow Jesus. Hey, I, I didn't say we have an opportunity to follow a, a U.S. senator or a politician. We have an opportunity to follow the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm talking about what, what an honor. I, I mean, probably a, a, lot of, a lot of people, man, they had a, they had a flocked uh, by the thousands... If we had a if Trump was going to be here tonight because they'd have, they'd have thought, man, what an opportunity, brother John yeah. to get to see president trump yeah. i probably you'd probably be shocked people on the church roll that ain't coming a while they' come for that yeah. Yeah. but hey we we just came we have a a grander yeah. opportunity I'm, I'm talking about we we don't get to hear a politician that that'll lie to us that'll deceive us. I, Trump, Trump is still a human being. And he, I've heard him say some, some some ugly words that I don't agree with. I've never heard Jesus say those words. I, I, I Listen to me. I, I've never seen Jesus put out a mean tweet. <laughs> hey, but listen to me. When you come to church, what an opportunity we have. And the nation of Israel, man, what an opportunity that they had. That they get to follow The God that just saved them out of Egypt, and think about that—what an opportunity you and I have to get to follow the One that that got us out of our Egypt, that got us out of our sin. But brother Mike, more than it's an opportunity, they have a responsibility to follow Him. Y'all realize that we 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 was that I owe my all to Him. We're we're bought with a price. We, we have a responsibility to follow him. Anything short of that, that that's, uh, oftentimes people, I love the parable. It talks about the servant and he, he, he talks about uh, to his master. He says, Master, I, I did all this. I did all this. Kind of don't I get a pat on the back, so to speak. That's kind of paraphrasing the parable. And um, the master quickly reminds the servant. He says, uh, what you just did, that was your duty. That, that's what—that's the bare minimum. And, and I wonder in our Christian life, have we ever, the uh, Bible talks about that, that we're unprofitable servants. Really think about that, Brother Tim. Have we ever really profited Jesus? Oftentimes, man, I used to think, if I could read my Bible through, man, that's, I'm doing Jesus a big favor right there. And I think we ought to read our Bible through. Man, if I pray more than... More than twenty minutes today, that's a big deal. If I gave out five tracks, that's a big deal, but really and truthfully that that's the bare minimum that's the bare minimum. You want to talk about being profitable try to living it in the, the spirit filled life every single day, having that joy unspeakable and full of glory and uh man, I, I want to get to heaven, and uh I don't want the lord to to look at me and say, "You know bro Chris, you just did." You just did your duty. Now, look, I want to do my duty. We ought to all do our duty. But I I want to profit him. Because I I want to show him, Brother Tim, that, hey, I I sure did love living for you. I I really enjoyed it. It's the best life. I I can just imagine the the children of Israel. I love Joshua. And, man, Joshua's life was a whole lot different than the other children of Israel. Miss Julie, you can come play the piano. That'll get me to quit. (laughs) And uh, uh, I, I love Joshua, and and his life was a whole lot different. I think he, I think it really stuck with him what God did for him by getting him out of Egypt. And uh, he he lived for Jesus. He's like, I got to respond. I owe this to him. I owe it to Jesus, to God. Man, he changed my life. Hey, Aniston, you have the greatest opportunity. I'm talking about far greater than any any, uh, any lottery ticket somebody could ever give you. And if you won the Mega Millions, you ought to share it with all your family. All right, amen, including Uncle Chris. <laughs> but listen, I, I don't care any opportunities that you get if you get scholarships, if you become a, 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 an Olympic gymnastic, if you become an Olympic soccer player. Th- those are all grand opportunities. But the opportunity that you just got this morning... And being saved and getting to walk with Jesus. That is the best and the biggest opportunity that any person could ever have. And listen to me, Aniston. You have a responsibility now. You might say, man, that's heavy words for a seven-year-old. There's an eight-year-old that was the king of Israel. We, We have a responsibility to serve him. And uh, I don't know your hearts, let's stand. And as she's playing, you just might want to come down here and say, God, I'm thankful that I'm free. It's time that as Christians, we start singing our song. We're no longer in bondage of sin. I'm talking about these people have, have lived a life of slavery for 400 years, and now they're free. Hey, I I lived the life of bondage for 19 years. I don't mean to embarrass you. Anybody get saved after they were 40 years old? 50? I saw 40. How long have you been saved? 15 years? That's a, that's a long time to be in bondage. I mean, if you were to take a convict, convict, brother CW, that, has that spent all of the mo- majority of their life in, in, in a prison cell. And then you come up to him, brother Stanley and say, all right, I'm going to let you go today. You're free. And they'd be happy. Go lucky. <laughs> I mean, they, they'd shout the rooftop I'm telling you what CW, they'd go to every single person and say, Hey, guess what happened to me today? I'm free. I'm free. Let, let, let me tell you about the person that set me free. Let me tell you about that judge that that just threw, threw out my sentence and said, "Bro Stanley, you're you're free." Hey, that that bondage of uh, of of a different of religion. Man, thank God you're free from that. Hey, thank God uh, my my family's uh, life. I really I I should be a drunkard. I I should be a drug addict. But man, thank God that that I, I've never had to experience that because my mom, she she got saved. My my stepdad got saved. Y'all y'all know y'all know my family. The majority of you do. I mean, thank God I, I didn't have to live a life of that bondage. But I was a sinner, and uh, that was a hard life. Being a Christian, brother Stanley's not hard. I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing preachers say, man. It, it, it's hard being a Christian in these difficult days. Brother Mike. Now, it can be, it'll be challenging. It, it, it can be tough, Brother John. But the Bible does say this, that it's not the way of the Christian's hard. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Hey, it was hard when we were sinners. It's a hard, that's a hard life. Trying to do everything on your own. Trying to, trying to fix your sin. Trying to turn over a new leaf. Try, trying to say hey uh, brother Terry today morally I, I'm going to defeat my sin I'm going to think myself not a sinner man that, that's a miserable life but thank God I'm free 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 from this world of sin hey if you're not saved you're living a hard life you're in bondage and I know some that are young I think about Adlin and Emory they, they don't know yet But I I pray that the day comes that it it becomes very, very clear that they know that they're they're in bondage to their own sin.